Welcome to Health System CIO's interview with Dr. Richard Zane, Chief Innovation Officer at UC Health. In this interview, Dr. Zane talks about the secret sauce when it comes to choosing the right innovation partner, why he believes focusing only on the sexy problems is the wrong approach, and the keys to sustaining a strong relationship with the Chief Information Officer. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare see your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. In terms of uh, deciding who to work with, I would think that, that that's not an easy decision to make, but uh, you have to have a lot of faith in what they're doing and in the product. And can you just talk about how you kind of vet these companies or, or um, what you're looking for in partners? Absolutely. Uh, it's the most important thing, right? The characteristics of the partner are, are the most important thing, one of the most important things. So we look at the regular things like, do they have a track record? Have they done anything else? Do they have references? What's their funding like? Do we believe they have competence? But then what we do is we put the right people in a room together and we, we call it a collaboration assessment. And that's after initial screening. So we have tools, if you look on our website online where you can apply to be a partner with us. Um, we have venture analysts that do due diligence and background on the company. But if you make it through that process, and most companies do not, then we do a collaboration assessment. And a collaboration assessment is where the company comes in almost always with their CEO and their leadership. And we put my team and then very expert subject matter experts in the room together. I don't make any of the subject matter experts on our side do anything but be an expert. So we surround them with project management and implementation science so they can just be expert. We think about what the problem is, and then we really pick a tiny, minimally viable product that we're going to do, we're going to work on. So one that neither us nor the company has to lay out a ton of resources, but the entire intent of building that initial minimally viable product is just to determine whether we can work together. Okay. And that's the secret sauce because small companies, startups, maybe even bigger companies, they have a very different cadence than academic medicine, right? They burn cash and they go quarter to quarter and they have to understand or know that we respect their position and that we can match their cadence. They also have to know that we are expert in the delivery of healthcare and the people process and tools and that the worst companies to work with, we don't work with them are companies that have a preconceived notion of what the problem is and have designed a solution without including us. Right. So if they can work with us on driving the problem we're trying to solve and then build the solution with us with, you know, the competency of industry, the cadence of industry, the engineers that are in industry, which healthcare does not have, then that's something special. And if you make it through literally hundreds of companies that try to work with us and you make it through that, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because we know that it's a problem. They agree it's a problem. We have a team that together can solve this problem. We need to be a customer because we need the solution. 
and then we invest in the company, so we drive it to success, and then we help them scale. And have you found that there's that willingness with the companies to do, like you said, not just present this finished product, but to really you know, work with you and understand the needs that are there? There's a willingness with the companies that we work with. The companies right, right. that don't have that willingness don't get to work with us, and we have no interest in working with them. So l- literally yeah. in the last two and a half or so years, we've had 600-plus companies come try and work with us. And you know, we kiss a lot of frogs before we find a good partner. But when we find a partner, if we'll partner with you and we invest in your company, it's going to work. Right. So it's really, like you said, just, just determining if you can work together and, and kind of zeroing in on that dynamic and being able to make, not, not a quick decision, but being able to make a decision based uh, a lot of it on that. No, you're right. Quick decision is also really important. Like we don't struggle with yeah. decisions. And, right, right. You know, I'm very fond of saying that um, we're in Colorado. Colorado is a beautiful place with blue skies and, and incredible mountains. It's a lovely place to live, but I'm not Silicon Valley or Boston. I don't have a Scarlet S or a Crimson H on the side of my building. So <laughs> my differentiator is we get shit done, right? We move forward yeah. deliberately. We decomplicate everything that's complicated about working with an academic enterprise, contracting, legal, finance, research, IRB processes, all of those uh, we measure in days and weeks where, you know, the other people will measure them in months because everybody wants to have Stanford and Partners Healthcare and Cleveland Clinic on their cap table. But if you want to get something done, you're going to come to us. We partner with all those other systems. So very often the other, the other systems that are working with these companies are some of the bigger, uh, more well-known systems, and then they come here and we get it done. And that's great. Right. Yeah. And in terms of the philosophy when it comes to innovation, so it, it's how does the process work as far as deciding what is the next priority or is that something that's really has to be more organic? So it, it's not that it's organic. Sometimes it's opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes this amazing company that has been successful will come to us because they know that their next stage of development will require what we're good at. And if our other partner, so we try and have committed partnerships in all the domains, large and small. So for instance, big tech, little tech, pharma, payer, right? So if if we can triangulate other partnerships with these companies, then it, it just de-risks everything for us and for them. Mm-hmm. So we are opportunistic and I can't emphasize how pragmatic we are. So I, yeah. I report to the CEO of the healthcare system on the chief innovation officer role and I report to the dean in my chair role. So it's a priority for this entire organization to solve these problems. And also I run a very large clinical practice and I'm at the front lines with everybody else. So we look for problems that are at the front line. And sometimes they are not sexy. Online scheduling is not sexy, but it's what we have to do and it's what patients deserve and want. It may not be sexy to order the right medication that your your insurance company covers, but it certainly is novel. Um, yeah. So, and then we do some stuff that's really cool and really sexy, you know. Right, right. And you had mentioned before about the CIO and, and being, you know, visionary. And can you can you talk about the dynamic you have with with Steve and what it takes to to have that good relationship between these these two different roles? So it 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 requires um, 
again, pragmatism. It requires a CIO who is beyond committed to impacting the lives of our patients and is committed that the strategy for IT is the innovation strategy and the innovation strategy is the IT strategy. That's his line. Um, yeah. I used to say that we're joined at the hip and then he was much more eloquent <laughs> and said what he said. <laughs> so now I stole his line, but we're literally joined at the hip, right? We, right. we present together. Yesterday, we presented to the, the board of the healthcare system together. We have budgets together. Um, we have a whole team of engineers that report to me and another team that report to him, and they are intermingled. So it's simply symbiotic. Right. And um, as far as your own experience, you talked about kind of being on the front line and how it gives you that perspective. But what was it that, that really sparked your interest in innovation and taking on this type of role? I'll be really transparent with you. I needed tools to deliver the care I wanted, and I couldn't afford to buy them. That's right. as simple as it could be. In my role, prior to being the chief innovation officer as an academic chair, I was committed to bringing data science and clinical decision support to the bedside. There were some interesting companies that had made some progress. I thought they were good. They were charging an arm and a leg. And I said, look, you work with us. I'll make your company better. We'll share in whatever revenue we build together, whatever value we create. Um, and then that became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. Taking matters into your own hands, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's just the way it is, right? It, yeah, I sure. I couldn't buy it. I couldn't build it. So I had to do something that worked for everybody. Yeah. And then it became, it became obvious that it was a strategy and it, it worked and it was very interesting. I have a, a CEO and a dean who were willing to, who were not risk averse and loved the vision and wanted it to be bigger and exponential. Right. Yeah, well, that's a huge part of it. Um, and you've been in this role for about three years or three or four years, it looks like. Yeah, not even three years. Okay. What were some of your like initial thoughts when, when you started, uh, when you took on the chief innovation officer role? Um, I'm not as deliberate as that, to be honest with you. Uh, I was being recruited to another big position at another big healthcare system. And I think that people knew I really didn't want to do that and said, what do you really love to do? And I said this. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't, I never really knew that there was a chief innovation officer role. It was never, there was never anybody in it before me here. And when I looked around the country, there were relatively few doctors doing it and definitely hardly any doctors who also were in charge of a big practice um, yeah. and reported to the CEO. Mm -hmm. You know, that there were lots of chief innovation officers, but they were mostly transformation, clinical transformation, like process redesign payer right. design risk in that area. And then there was the other end of the spectrum, like former McKinsey people or former digital health and startup people, all, all the, those sorts of things. There, there weren't a lot of people with my background, but that's because I didn't know anything about it. And then I also I guess knew that he was here, right? I, I knew I didn't have yeah. to be a programmer and I didn't have to be a digital right. health expert and I didn't have to know AI, right? I had to be yeah. someone who was a leader had a lot of providers working for them, had the respect of other 
clinicians and was willing to, I say this all the time, run through the briar patch. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.